This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself. Change with world. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And this week, we're going to be talking about staying positive in the harder times. And so what is it that helps us be graceful under fire? What is it that allows us to face some of the difficult life uh, events that come along and be able to, you know, make the most out of them? Not just in retrospect, right? Because it's easy a year, two years, 10 years, what have you. It's easy longer down the road or um, to look back and say, oh, I learned this or I got this from it. But the faster that we can shift into a positive place when dealing with a difficult thing, um, the more that we're able to uh, deal with it in a good and helpful way for us and the less impact it's going to have on the rest of our lives. So if you've ever had that experience where a stressor comes into your life and as that stressor starts, uh, you know, kind of playing its role, you start to see, you know, the ends fray in other areas. And when that happens, you know, that, once again, our stress level bumps up. And when it bumps up like that, you know, we become less able to make decisions. So our, our stress level actually impacts the way that our brain is able to function. And prolonged stress literally uh, erodes our ability to make good and clear decisions. And so when you, when you see the long-term effects of stress, um, you ever wonder why people who are dealing with um, uh, poverty or violence or things like that, why it seems that they might make bad decisions. Well, not only is there sometimes a lack of information and education, but there is also an actual um, physiological effect of the stresses that they're experiencing. And so the ability to make a good, clear decision and manage a situation so that it has a more productive outcome is limited. And that's true for everyone. And we all deal with stress at a certain amount of time. But if if we focus more on the stress than we do on getting ourselves back to that really healthy, positive, centered place, then um, it, it keeps having a, uh, an, an amplified negative effect on our lives. So this becomes a very, very important skill. What is it that we can do to shift uh, ourselves in these challenging um, situations? And um, so one of the things 
that is really important to being able to shift ourselves is to um, put the situation into perspective. So what happens a lot when we feel threatened, especially when uh, you know, that when we feel threatened, it is often um, impacting or um, acting on our previous patterns. And so the ways that we've been challenged in the past, the ways that we've been hurt in the past, right? When I've talked about this on previous shows, that those issues get activated. And when they do, we lose perspective. We lose our ability to assess the situation and we start coming up with um, uh, conclusions or um, uh, the impact, impact of the situation. We start coming up with ones that are actually more related to the previous negative experience than they are to our current event. We actually don't know. We haven't gone through the situation. We haven't implemented any of our, um, you know, ideas for making it better, but we have this sense that it's going to be as bad as it was before. Um, or, um, it's going to have, sometimes it's not even, we don't make the connection to a prior situation. We just go immediately to the worst possible scenario. Oh, this might mean that the thing that I'm most afraid of is going to happen. And we automatically start to, to work on that, that thing that we, um, are most afraid is going to happen. And, and we start acting as if that worst fear is going to be realized. And so what that does is it sort of sets everything in motion to have that worst fear realized or at very least to influence us in such a way that um, uh, we feel like that worst case scenario is happening even if it doesn't, right? So we live as if the worst case scenario is happening and um, that winds up really taking its toll on us. So one of the first things that we can do is we can put things in perspective. And by, by putting things in perspective, the, the question is really, you know, what is the actual consequence of this, right? So getting really clear about, is there an actual negative consequence? For another, in, in other words, this works really well interpersonally. So you think about it. Well, you know, you know, my, my friend is angry at me, right? My friend is angry at me and I feel all sorts of upset about the fact, oh, you know, she has this perspective or she thinks this about me or she's assumed this other, you know, um, perspective on me. Right. And so then I get, you know, I get kind of worked up about that. And, and, and fighting with these perspectives that this person might have. Well, flip is if that person has that perspective, what is the actual damage of them having that perspective? And very often there isn't actually one. Um, because a, another person having a, a negative point of view doesn't necessarily hurt or harm you in any way. You could say, well, it's a disruption in my relationship with this other person. And that's true, right? 
It could technically disrupt other relationships. Um, that's true. But as far as where we like the actual impact that it has on me right in this moment for someone to have a negative perspective of that's all what I do to myself, right? Someone having a different perspective actually doesn't influence me very much at all. It doesn't influence anything until it starts to come out in behavior. And a lot of behaviors aren't even as impactful um, or life-changing as we might think of them. So in thinking about this, you're thinking about, okay, what is what are the actual consequences of this particular situation? And getting really clear. So this is a place, once again, because we go between like emotion and information, right? And both are very important. And this is a really important time to look at the information and to get really clear about what is actually changing and what we feel like what we feel is changing or what we feel is influenced. So when we get the perspective on the situation, a lot of times it will decrease the stress right there. We've just take it down a notch. Okay. What is really the Im- impact, you know, of this person being upset with me? Right. Um, it, And sometimes I want to clarify, this kind of goes into the next one a little bit, but um, sometimes it's a spectrum, right? The the impact can be on a spectrum from eh, basically nothing to something that is, you know, our, you know, our, our worst fear and all of them are possibilities, right? So, so sometimes that is what we're doing, but what the first thing you want to check is, is there any distortion in my perception that is making this worse, right? Or or contributing to my stress in a way that it's actually, um, you know, hurting me rather than supporting me and moving through this difficult time. Okay, so that's putting it in perspective. The next part of it is assessing the damage, right? So say you look at the situation and after taking that step back and, you know, kind of putting it all in perspective, you start to say, huh, okay, actually, there are some real things at risk here know, um, whatever, um, maybe it's your job. Um, maybe it's the ending of a relationship, but there are some real things at risk. Then you want to look at really the, the boil down, um, and clear damage. So you face it head on, right? So after you get clear and you're not just kind of hysterically thinking about this situation. Then you're looking at it and saying, okay, 
what actually is the, you know, the negative impact of this situation. And sometimes there's something, I mean, if a hurricane comes and hits your house, there's damage, right? Um, you know, now a way that people might get a little more, it'd be like it ruined their entire life when that might not actually be true, right? But there is actual damage and that damage, um, can be kind of evaluated and then can, um, be, it can be reframed, right? Which is understanding that, you know, for everything that ends, there's a beginning, and um, so there's potential in an ending. That can be one way of reframing things. You know, like, um, you know, I, I lost my house in this hurricane and now, um, you know, I have sort of a blank slate. And I, you know, have always wanted to move to a new area. And I'm going to use this as an opportunity to move. That would be a, a way of kind of turning something that is really negative and challenging into something that is more positive. So uh, the other part is to, is to be able to accept, right? It's to come to terms with what has, has been lost. That's a, that's a very important piece of the whole, whole puzzle because in order to be able to deal with it, the faster that we can move towards acceptance, the better. You know, um, one of the most painful places to be in a difficult situation is the place where we are arguing with ourselves um, about, you know, whether or not the negative effects have really happened. And that, that may seem seem silly, right? But it's something that we do all the time that, you know, we try to in some way deny the impact of the situation. So you see the two extremes there, right? You know, you know, minimizing and, you know, inflating. So one is to make it so big that it impacts all areas of your life and you need to put that in perspective. And the other one would maybe be just, you know, pushing it aside. Right. So you want to be clear about what is actually happening here and develop a strategy. You know, when, when things are, when there are, and a part of your life is threatened or you've lost something significant and you know that there's a, you know, a grieving process to go through or, you know, you, you know, one of the things that you're going to do is develop a strategy. It's not all just about shifting your mindset. There are actually things that need to be done. You know, um, it's like, uh, in a situation where, you know, I was talking about the hurricane, if the hurricane is coming in, right. And it's already started to do damage, but you know, if you board up those two windows, you're going to be in much better shape. You board up those windows. You don't just shift your mindset, right? So you want to see the damage and then look for what's the way that I can make the most out of this, both through reframing and through planning and taking really deliberate action around it. Especially true if you have someone who is in your life and, um, 
impacting your life in a negative way. And if you don't put up a boundary or do something about it, it's going to continue. It's a really important place to have a clear strategy and to have support in place. So that's it for now as far as how to stay positive in the, um, in the difficult times, right? So we're talking about putting things in per- perspective and really getting clear at, of about what the problem is, okay? And we're going to go to a commercial break and um, we'll be back in just a couple minutes to talk more about this topic, staying positive in the difficult times. Are you craving positive change in your life, dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for your personal development. And on August 8th, she kicks off her Life Work Community Program. This powerful 10-month program will help you get connected to your true self and create meaningful changes throughout your life. Visit www.katesigner.com forward slash work dash with dash me and choose Life Work Community from the list to find out more. We all want to be happier, more fulfilled, more successful. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to get the results you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived. Get the support you need to continue on your path of positive change. To learn more, visit www.katesiner.com. Craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your true self so you can make a difference in the world starting with you. Visit www.katesigner.com. Hi, this is Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. We've been talking about staying positive in the difficult times. And um, I was talking about getting of getting things in perspective and then assessing, um, the, the real damage of the situation. And the next thing that I'd like to discuss is about getting clear. And this is going to take a little bit more to kind of fill out. I've talked about aspects of this before in previous shows, but what is it that helps you have access to the clearest and truest part of yourself? So this is like 
most important skill. And it is uh, a, across the board in almost everything that you're doing. Um, the more that you can, as you know, the lingo goes, be centered, be grounded, um, be clear, and the better able you are to do all sorts of things in your life, both create really positive outcomes and navigate difficult situations. And um, not only that, but being in that kind of centered place is actually a very powerful contributor to your overall fulfillment. And that is actually the place where people refer to it, feeling peaceful um, or at peace with life or the world or themselves. You know, it's a, it's a really, really wonderful thing. So it takes a little bit to understand what this really means. Um, because it's something that many of us are aware of, um, as in, uh, it makes sort of an intuitive sense, but that a lot of people don't quite know how to translate that into practice. How do I make that transition? How do I know when I'm in that centered place and when I'm, you know, in a, in say, more of my ego or my persona or so what we want to do is we want to develop our ability to live from that centered place all the time so that then we can actually lean on it during the difficult times. And it takes extra, you know, when when things get more difficult, um, then it takes extra effort to to stay in that clear place inside of ourselves. So it's really important that we know what helps get us there because we need to deliberately do those things in order to cultivate that really centered, you know, place in ourselves so that we can go through the negative situation without getting so caught up in it that we, we lose sight of, you know, what is really, you know, true. Right. And so when we lose sight of it, when we kind of get out of our center, we get preoccupied with the problem. And we get, when we get preoccupied with the problem, that's when we start to be contributors in creating more problems. Right. And when we're able to be centered in ourselves we're able to interact, we're able to deal with the problem, but every action that we take to deal with the problem is actually pushing, I want to say pushing the problem away. It's clearing it. It, it is, it is cl- clearing it out instead of drawing it in. So it, it's really, really helpful to be able to return to ourselves, return to that center, that clear place. And then instead of adding kind of to the chaos, um, we create more and more of this sort of peacefulness around ourselves. Um, and if you have this experience, if you've had this experience before, it really does feel like you're a calm in the storm. It's, it's not that the storm isn't happening, 
you can feel the storm. You can see the storm. You know what's going on in the storm. But there's a calmness despite that. Okay? Now, once again, when you're going through a difficult that storm, if you're not caring enough, if you don't know how to kind of keep yourself in that clear and centered place, it's easy to get thrown off by the storm, right? And then, you know, we need to recognize the fact that we've been thrown off and then come back into center. And that's the name of the game is to kind of recognize, recognize when it gets overwhelming where you get thrown off, you start to lose your perspective. And then what is it that we do in order to bring ourselves back to that center? So let's talk a little bit about that. What are the things that you can do? So probably you've heard a lot of different things that you can do. You know, you've heard that meditation is good for you or that prayer is good for you or that thinking positive is good for you getting exercise, you know, eating right. All of these things that we know are just basically good for us. They all are helpful in getting us back to center, but there's a trick in it all, which is it's not just about doing Because if you just do these different things, then you're not really connected to yourself. You're just taking action. And that action isn't enough. It's like just taking action isn't enough. It has to be action that is deeply connected to you. Right? So it comes from this place of affirming who it is that you are. That's what makes a really big difference. It affirms who you are. Let me talk about that a slightly different way. So if you think of yourself as like a channel, um, or if you think of yourself as a, a pattern or a tone or an energy, right? So then there's things that add to that and there's things that block that and there's things that, um, you know, uh, detract from that. So your behaviors, your actions, um, your thoughts, your feelings all either confirm the essence of who you are. Um, they can be neutral. Um, or they can detract or, or block it in some way. Okay. So if you do something in, you do a, a, a healthy habit because you think that you have to and it's the right thing to do, that, uh, is very likely not going to affirm who you are as much as if you have a healthy habit and you do it because it supports you, because it allows you to be more, right? Because it contributes to how you're in the world and how you're in your life. So that shift in attitude actually makes a very big difference in the overall effectiveness 
of a particular action and whether it is truly affirming kind of the essence of who you are or whether it's just really an action that you're taking. It sort of, it will be empty. It might not necessarily be negative, um, but it certainly won't be as positive. Right. So <clears throat> what you're doing is you're recognizing that you're sort of holding something really precious, right? That's the essence of who you are and that you can do things think things and feel things that support that and contribute to that or take away from that, right? Think of it this way. There's a little child, you know, of let's say five years old and that child is really um, creative and, um, you know, she says, oh, you know, I want to, whatever, become an, an artist, right? And the response to the child is, yeah, no, you know, that's ridiculous. And, um, you know, you really need to make sure that you're doing something more practical and in here, focus on this, do this other thing over here. And you can see how in that example, that child would be shut down. Um, they'd be redirected to, uh, should be redirected to something that maybe is not as supportive, not as um, much in line with her, instead of encouraged to just explore, you know, who she is and how she wants to be in the world, right? That would be an example, like kind of an example you can look at in another person of either contributing to or detracting from, you know, the essence of who someone is, you know, in a, a parent wouldn't have to say, yeah, you can, you know, pursue this as your career to a five-year-old because that actually has no real um, relevance at this point in time. But uh, the, what does have relevance is um, the child's ability to explore what is their natural impulse and learn how to um, work with it and bring it out in their life. And so what a lot of times we're doing is we're doing that kind of work as adults. We're, we're learning how to really care for and foster that kind of natural impulse that we have. Okay. And so when we start to care for and foster our natural impulses, when we start to know how to connect in with that deeper part of ourselves, this is what we can call getting clear. So we come back to that center, right? And it might be like, well, why would coming back to center be so incredibly beneficial? And it's um, you know, almost I'm thinking about like what, what words would actually work to point that out right now, but coming back to center, what it is, is it's, it's like, it has a purity to it and it has this own, uh, you know, uh, essential kind of, uh, trust to it and not in the trust that like, Oh, no bad things are going to happen, but the trust that it's all okay. Ultimately, and it really is. 
So as we do things that affirm this, that means that when you're going through a difficult time, you're caring for yourself. Part of what it means to care for yourself is to do those things that affirm who you are. And those are healthy habits. Yeah, sure. It's also doing what you love, which is a healthy habit, but doing what you love, engaging in things that are supportive, being around people that are supportive, being who know you, right? Who can reflect back to you who you are to do things where you can feel that essential nature. That's you, right? That is a really strong place. The deeper that you go into that, the more of a sense of that overall peace is there. And that peacefulness then allows you to make those decisions that move the problem away from you rather than draw it in. Okay. So this getting clear peace, you know, um, is a, I mean, this is like a central component of personal development work. Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's foundational. If we want to say it's like, what is it that we, why do we do all this stuff? Why do we do use all these different modalities and read these books and all of that kind of stuff? Well, this is really like at the heart of what we're getting to getting connected to our essential nature and learning how to contribute to that and bring that forward into our life. That's the place of, you know, true success. That's the place of fulfillment. And that's the place where we're able to take the inevitable challenges and obstacles of life and begin to work with them in a way that is, you know, more and more productive. And, you know, the, the idea is you don't really have to know how to do this right? That can be a place that we try to go to like, oh, okay, how do I make this work? What you really need to do is to remember to do things that foster that deeper connection with yourself and affirm and nurture who you are. And if you do that, the how becomes more and more clear, right? So instead of putting the how first and going up into your mind, the first step is to say, okay, I'm going to really buckle down. I can see that I'm challenged right now. It's like, I feel like I'm getting a cold. I'm going to take more vitamin C, right? I, feel I, can, I can see this challenging situation. I'm going to take care of myself even better, right? And in that, then I'm going to be better equipped to deal with the problem. Just like if I'm getting sleep and taking my vitamin C and stuff like that, I'm going to be better equipped to deal with the cold. Right, so that's kind of how it works. All right. So in staying positive in the um, harder times, right, we have kind of like the different steps of it. We have putting it in perspective. That's your first step of like detaching yourself from the problem. Then it's making a clear assessment, Right of the situation so that you can know what it is that you're dealing with and you can handle it well. And then there's getting clear, which is making sure that you're as deeply connected with yourself and the truth of who you are as possible. 
so that then when, as you take action, you're taking action that helps push the problem away rather than pull it towards you. So those are the, um, you know, kind of the first three steps of staying positive in the harder time. And, um, after the, this next commercial break, we will talk about, um, adding in a practice of compassion and forgiveness, which once again, further, um, I want to say distances you from the problem. It, it, it creates even more of a deep connection with yourself. Um, and it, it starts to work like, um, a salve. It starts to heal you, um, and heal, uh, the person or the situation. So it really works to start to not just mm, eliminate the problem, but now move into a place of, um, of healing the issue and overall strengthening everyone. So it's a really, really powerful next step. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and I'll be back in just a couple minutes um, to talk about compassion and forgiveness. Craving positive change in your life, dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected. Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for your personal development. And on August 8th, she kicks off her Life Work Community Program. This powerful 10-month program will help you get connected to your true self and create meaningful changes throughout your life. Visit www.katesigner.com forward slash work dash with dash me and choose Life Work Community from the list to find out more. We all want to be happier, more fulfilled, more successful. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to get the results you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived. Get the support you need to continue on your path of positive change. To learn more, visit www.katesiner.com. Craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator, Dr. Kate Siner, is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your true self so you can make a difference in the world starting with you. Visit www.katesigner.com.
this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. We've been talking about staying positive in the harder times and specifically putting it in perspective, getting really clear about what the actual damage is um, and if there is actual damage, and then getting clear. So being able to return to our center so that we can start to move away from the problem rather than draw more of it in. Okay, so the next thing that I want to talk about is uh, the practice of compassion and forgiveness. Now, um, I was saying before the break that this acts like a salve. In other words, it really starts to create healing in the situation, which ultimately supports a person in being more in their center and, um, and starting to heal from the pain of the situation. Um, and it also helps to um, heal the situation some. So it really, it, it flips the cor- corner, right? If we look at the first part, we're sort of just separating ourselves from being completely embroiled in the problem, right? Then we're getting connected to ourselves so that we can make clearer and clearer choices about not reconnecting, re-engaging, or making the problem worse, but instead starting to make uh, decisions to make it better. And then compassion and forgiveness really starts to, to take it up another notch into, um, healing for ourselves. And if it's another person, another person, um, or it can just be our relationship with, you know, life or situation, organization, that kind of thing. Okay. So it can be so challenging especially when we've been hurt to move to a place of understanding and forgiveness. And sometimes uh, people can even try to move to this place too quickly. And, and that's another problem uh, because they, they want to skip over all the other stuff and just, you know, move to compassion and forgiveness. And that's fine. If it's authentic and it's real, it's, Fabulous. Um, but if it's a desire to get away from uncomfortable emotions or needing to deal with a situation, it's not gonna, it's not really gonna be as helpful. Um, so what, what we can do here, and once again, from this real authentic place, is the first piece is just, uh, the compassion, which is understanding you know, that hurt people hurt people, right? So it's just part of, of the way it works, right? That people who are hurting often do things that are hurtful. And it's a reaction. And it's an understandable um, response, to the pain that a person's feeling, even if the pain has nothing to do with you. And that everyone in their experience of life has moments where they're less than stellar, right? Where they get thrown off track, where they get lost on their way, you know, even being as conscious as possible even, you know, knowing 
so much and having so much wisdom, inevitably in our humanness, we make mistakes. And by really being able to connect with that, not just for other people, but also for ourselves and recognizing that that place of limitation that we all share. It isn't about getting rid of the problem. You know, it's not about practicing compassion to say, oh, it doesn't matter that you did this or that this was created or whatever. It's not, it's not that. It's about adding to that the facts remain the facts, right? And the, the compassion comes in just in understanding, just in understanding that even people who do horrible things, I know I'm talking horrible things, even those people, you know, are just stumbling through, you know, the human experience. And then, you know, uh, being able, it's like, it's like a heart opening thing. It's like a heart opening experience where you, you can see that limitation of the other person and, and acceptance of that and knowing that by perpetuating the negativity and by perpetuating the conflict and the damage, right? No one is really winning. And so recognize that I can just, I get it. Like I get it, you know, and I, I get it. And I understand enough. I can be compassionate enough to not need to retaliate. And once again, that doesn't mean not taking action. It doesn't mean stopping someone, you know, that you don't stop someone from doing something that's hurtful. It just means that you don't perpetuate the problem. Okay. And so from that place of compassion, it's possible then to move into forgiveness. And there's a a really great practice of, you know, when someone has wronged you to ask for them to forgive you. And I want to pause with that a second because from that other person's perspective, they feel justified in their behavior They feel justified in their behavior because they feel that they have somehow been wronged and frequently by you or someone like you, you know, sometimes it's not a direct connection. So by asking and not necessarily asking the person directly sometimes, but by asking in your, you know, meditation, in your prayer, whatever, by asking for their forgiveness, 
And by willing to go the extra distance of apologizing, being sorry for that, you've, you've gone and you've sort of flipped the situation on its head. And what it allows us to do when we're willing to see from that other person's perspective, what it allows us to do is to let go of a lot of the anger that we might be holding on to that might be keeping us embroiled in the situation. It releases us. And that's such an important thing. You know, one of the things that is most important is that we're able to move through negative situations, challenging situations as quickly as possible, right? We don't want to stay there any longer than necessary. And so by moving into this place of not just forgiving uh, the person, but shifting our perspective to really understand that that person also needs to forgive us. It is incredibly powerful. So if you wind up in a situation where, you know, you have a conflict with an individual and you want to uh, really, you know, kind of practice this, take a look at it. Just, you know, the, you know, please forgive me and I'm sorry. And take a moment and just feel what that feels like for you. And the parts of you that might resist it or might want to turn back around to blame. You're going to learn a lot about yourself. And you're going to learn a lot about what keeps us in these negative situations. Okay. And the other side of that is about being willing to forgive another person for their humanness, for the mistakes that they make along the way. There's nothing there. There's nothing that you holding something over their head. There's nothing that that is actually going to do. You know, if you've created a plan, if you have, um, if you've created a plan, if you have uh, put boundaries in place, if you've taken the actions necessary that you need to in your life, the staying angry part is totally unnecessary. It doesn't help anything happen. It doesn't protect you any longer. It doesn't stop the person's behavior. It's just a burden that you carry, you know? And um, of, you know, this anger and blame. So when we can move, recognize that and move into a place of uh, forgiveness for another person or for how we've been wronged, even if it's institutionalized for a way that we've been wronged, we liberate ourselves um, from the negative situation. Um, and we move out of a place of being victimized. So, this compassion and forgiveness winds up being such a powerful tool 
in going through a negative situation and then being able to take and turn it around into something positive and ultimately turn it around into something that creates healing, that creates increased awareness, and that creates, um, you know, so much more of what we want in our life. Right. So that's the, that's part of the reason to do it is that, you know, through these acts, we're creating more of the life that we want to live and we're contributing less to the things that are problematic in our life. And once again, I just want to mention that this isn't about skipping through the process. It isn't about doing this because this is the right thing to do. It really is about learning kind of step by step first to remove ourselves enough from the situation to be able to see it and deal with it as the current situation versus the past. And then cultivating our ability to be deeply connected with ourselves so that we can see as clearly as possible so that we can be as clear as possible. And then about moving into a place of compassion, understanding that we're all in this experience and we're all, you know, bungling our way through it and forgiveness, being willing to let it go, knowing that we've taken whatever action we need to take. We've made whatever changes that we need to make and that carrying the emotional resentment is not serving us. Okay. So those are some of the steps about staying positive in the, uh, the harder times. And, um, uh, it's been great having you with me today, um, on this show. And I want to encourage you to go to my website, katesigner.com and check out my life work community program. Um, it's a really great program that is working all on these critical personal development skills so that you can have the most fulfilled, um, and successful life. So um, I look forward to connecting with you next week and uh, have a great week. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.